1: On December 14, 1799, George Washington passed away in his home in Mount Vernon. Only several days prior, the American hero came down with a case of acute epigotitis after being caught in the snow and hail while on horseback. The infection came on fast, and in addition to his high fever, the inflammation in his throat was blocking his upper airway leaving Washington nearly speechless on his deathbed. But shortly before he passed, the former president garnered enough strength to relay one final request to his secretary, Tobias Lear. Lear wrote, "'About 10 o'clock, he made several attempts to speak to me before he could effect it. At length, he said, quote, "'I'm just going, have me decently buried, "'and do not let my body be put into the vault.'" In less than three days after I am dead. I bowed assent, for I could not speak. He then looked at me again and said, Do you understand me? I replied, Yes. Tis well, said he. It is clear that in his final moments, Washington was less concerned about his impending death than the ominous possibility of being buried alive. This fear, known as taphophobia, is not as uncommon as one might believe. For centuries, stories of individuals accidentally being buried alive have arisen in almost every culture across the world. Tragically, some are true, but others are nothing more than urban legends passed down generation upon generation. But in the town of Pikeville, Kentucky, one such tale seems to straddle the line between fact and fiction, a prominent piece of local lore that claims a heartbroken young mother named Octavia Hatcher was the victim of this dreadful circumstance. My name is Brandon Schecksneider, and you are listening to Southern Gothic. Octavia Hatcher wasn't even 21 years old when she experienced one of the worst tragedies that a new parent can experience the death of her newborn child. Until now, the young woman had lived a rather blessed life. She was the only daughter of a well to do family, and at the age of 19, she married James Hatcher, one of the most successful businessmen in the state of Kentucky. But none of this mattered on January 4th, 1891, when her son Jacob was born and subsequently died. Some say that the poor boy only lived for several minutes, others that it was several hours. But either way, Octavia was completely devastated from the loss and fell into a deep depression. Months passed, and Octavia's mental health grew more and more grave. Then in April, the grieving, bedridden mother had become so ill and despondent from her despair that she slipped into a comatose state. Unfortunately, she never recovered, and on May 2, 1891, Octavia Hatcher was pronounced dead. Heartbroken once again, James buried his wife next to their son in the Pikeville Cemetery. But then, not long after Octavia's burial, a mysterious illness began to spread through the community of Pikeville. This unknown affliction caused its victims to gradually slip into a deep state of unconsciousness, their breathing becoming so shallow and faint, the local physician had declared several individuals dead when in fact they weren't as after a short time they all came back to consciousness seemingly revived from whatever ailed them of course when word of this strange sleeping sickness reached james he was overcome by a deep fear that his wife may not have actually been dead when she was buried after all Her interment had happened quickly, within days of her death. So the grieving man had his wife's remains exhumed and what he found was absolutely devastating. Octavia's nails were broken and bloody. The lining of her coffin had been shredded and her face was contorted into a look of pure anguish. James's worst fear had indeed occurred his wife, Octavia Hatcher, had been buried alive. Now filled with an overwhelming sense of guilt, he reburied his beloved and then commissioned a life-size statue of her to be placed as a monument atop her grave. A beautiful statue that still stands in Pikeville Cemetery today, over a century since her death. Yet the story of Octavia Hatcher does not end there. According to local lore, each year on the anniversary of her death, Octavia's spirit returns to the cemetery to spin this very statue around, as if she's making the statement that she's turning her back on the town that abandoned her to die alone beneath the ground. For many in Pikeville, Kentucky, the story of Octavia Hatcher's tragic death is fact. But as skeptics of the story point out, there is no known documentation to support that such a horrendous event occurred in the town's history. After all, Octavia was the wife of one of Pikeville's most prominent and successful citizens, and her death took place at a time when newspapers were quick to publish any newsworthy story. The more scandalous, and salacious the better. Yet no such accounts of her premature burial exist. Additionally, there is yet to have been an obituary located. The paper just isn't there. According to University of Pikeville's archivist, Edna Fugate,
0: It's like those handful of months where her obituary should have been is gone, so there isn't proof whether she was actually buried alive or if the obituary just said she passed away.
1: On the other hand, some argue that the family would have done everything in their power to stop such a story from being publicized, as it would have been seen as bad for business. This lack of coverage by the local papers continued on for decades following her death, even as James Hatcher's wealth and status in the community grew. In fact, even when James passed away almost 50 years after his wife his rather lengthy obituary in the Pike County News hardly even mentions her it wrote simply quote in 1889 at the age of 30 he was married here to miss octavia smith daughter of jacob smith an early settler mrs hatcher died on may 2 1891 and a son jacob was born just before the death of mrs hatcher end quote clearly there's no mention of octavia having been buried alive. There are also no known records that claim Octavia's body was ever exhumed, or even doctor's notes from a medical examination. And as for the strange sleeping sickness from which she is said to have suffered, there are no known records for that either, although several theories have emerged to explain it. Some say that the mysterious ailment was brought on by a CC fly, however, this disease-carrying insect is native to Africa and is extremely rare in North America, so this theory is highly unlikely. But others have posited that the illness may have been what is now known as encephalitis lethargic, a sleeping sickness that was occurring in both Italy and Austria in 1890. On the other hand, mosquito-borne illnesses like yellow fever a very real possibility, yet the most commonly told theory of them all claims that the sleeping sickness epidemic was the result of a mix of toxic gases and fumes escaping from area coal mines. Of course, once again, there's no evidence proving that any of this ever actually occurred in Pike County. So how did the legend of Octavia's premature burial emerge if it is merely fiction? One possible explanation can be found in the actions and, quote, quirky characteristics of her widow, James Hatcher. James Hatcher was born in September of 1859 in Floyd County, Kentucky. Known to most as Jim, Hatcher moved to Pikeville early in his life, attended school there, and worked as a store clerk until the age of 18, when he then went into business for himself. First, he opened a warehouse for goods brought in on the river, which eventually became the primary destination for nearly all the merchandise to arrive into Pikeville by steamer. Hatcher also increased his wealth even more by not only investing in mining and logging operations, but also purchasing land rich with oil and gas. Then, at the age of 30, James Hatcher met and married Octavia. By all accounts, the pair were deeply in love and had a bright future ahead of them, So it is no surprise that following her death, the grief-stricken widower chose to honor her in a way fit for their social standing, a grand and extremely expensive monument. The September 28, 1892 edition of Decatur, Illinois' Daily Review wrote of the statue, The
0: most unique tombstone known in this section was shipped from this city. It is a statue of the late Mrs. James Hatcher, the deceased wife of a Pikeville, Kentucky banker. It is in marble and is the exact height of the deceased and is a perfect likeness of her, a cabinet photograph having been used as a model. In the right hand is a parasol, the handle having an immense ring. Even the fashion of dress is copied.
1: Visitors to the Pikeville Cemetery will note that today the statue's right hand is missing. And while some will claim that this hand was holding the infant statue that lies on the ground nearby, this is not true. As the article states, the hand once held a parasol, but unfortunately, it is now gone due to vandals, and the baby in question is actually the marker of Jacob Hatcher's grave. In the almost 50 years that James Hatcher lived following Octavia's death, the successful businessman did not remarry, and every time he wrote of his late wife, he did so with an incredibly loving and sincere tone. But what is notably absent from these letters and documents that he penned is any suggestion that her death was as traumatic and unusual as local lore suggests. Further evidence that Octavius' premature burial was in fact fiction. Yet it is also very likely that while his words help prove the legend to be false, his actions are what inspired its creation.
0: So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. In
1: 1931, Hatcher opened a hotel on Main Street known varyingly as the Hotel Hatcher or the James Hatcher Hotel. The building boasted 106 rooms and was said to be fireproof thanks to its steel construction, clay tile, and concrete floors. Like most of his business ventures, the hotel quickly became a success, and in no time at all it was one of the finest establishments the Big Sandy River region, thanks in large part to a small museum that James put together in the lobby. As a history buff, Hatcher loved to tell stories about the local area that others had forgotten. The walls of the museum were covered with some of Hatcher's favorite quotes, as well as historical photographs, illustrations, and maps of Pike and Floyd counties. In addition, the museum boasted a collection of artifacts that included ox yokes, ancient handmade furniture, and antique weapons and utensils used by early Kentucky settlers. Curiously, a more modern addition to the gallery was the inclusion of an iron lung, a new piece of medical technology for the time that was used to help simulate breathing and the treatment of polio. Of course, the widower also displayed the portrait of his late wife, Octavia, prominently on the wall the same image that was used to design her monument. But out of everything that James Hatcher put on display in his museum, the most unique was his custom-built coffin. It is said that James Hatcher had an immense fear of being buried alive, and this coffin was a safety coffin built in a way to prevent this fear from becoming a reality. While this particular casket was not exactly an overwhelmingly popular choice for burial at the time. It was not completely unheard of, as several of Edgar Allan Poe's popular works had recently mainstreamed the idea in America. Works like the Premature Burial, The Black Cat, The Fall of the House of Usher, and The Cask of Amontillado. As a result, it is very likely that this unique coffin, so prominently displayed in the museum, of such a prominent widower, of such a small community, was the genesis of the legend that endures to this day. Of course, when James died on September 29 1939, he was in fact interred in this unique casket, in the plot next to his wife and son. It is unknown when the story of octavia hatcher's premature burial actually made its way into local lore, but presumably it was following james's death in 1956 an article was published in the floyd county times that may have been instrumental in the legend's creation the article recounted memories of james hatcher and his love of history and its stories hatcher grew old but his love for ivy creek never flagged he went back there often from pikeville and pondered upon the history and legends of the place if he would have traveled up the valley with him he would have pointed out the Drappen lake where early settlers lay in wait for deer to come down and lick the mineral waters farther up the road he would stop beside a huge stone that decades ago had rolled down the mountainside and plopped itself in the middle of a bottom you would listen to the legend he told. Years ago, so long ago, no one now living remembers when, a woman with a babe in arms was walking along this road. It was late in the evening when the shadows were falling across the leafy trail. She was seen by someone, nobody remembers whom. When she was midway across the bottom, there was a roar from the mountainside and the giant rock came crashing downhill. Suddenly, There was a long, piercing scream, and after that, silence filled the twilight. People say today that the woman and her baby are buried under that giant stone. Some say that even today, on certain evenings, a woman draped in black can be seen walking around the eternal rock, looking for her child. Others say that each year, on the anniversary of her death, screams can be heard. The Battle of Ivy Narrows is history, and the story of The Rock is legend. Jim Hatcher loved both. Perhaps it was the merging of this story of the weeping woman and James Hatcher's well-known fear of premature burial that ultimately served as the basis of what is now Pikeville, Kentucky's most infamous legend. Today, the lifelike image of Octavia Hatcher still stands in the Pikeville Cemetery for visitors to see. However, the statue has not turned its back on the town in years. After discovering the recurring event wasn't actually the result of the paranormal, but rather the work of college students, the family erected a fence around her grave, and the eerie event ceased. But that hasn't stopped others from believing that Octavia's spirit still remains. It is said that on some nights, a feminine weeping can be heard echoing throughout the graveyard, and occasionally a woman dressed in black has been seen walking through the rows of tombstones there. A woman that some say is Octavia Hatcher, still mourning and searching for the little boy she lost so long ago. My name is Brandon Snyder and you've been listening to Southern Gothic.
0: Southern Gothic is an independently produced podcast created by siblings, Brianne and Brandon Snyder. with the support of listeners like you. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to receive even more content, including ad-free episodes, head over to our Patreon page today. The link is in the show notes. Lucky
1: Lady Shacks. Hello, my name is Matt, host of the Pirate History Podcast. Pirates rank among the most mythologized and romanticized of all historical figures, it can become easy to forget that pirates were real people that had real-world concerns. If you like tales of high-seas adventure, daring do, and also want to learn more about who Blackbeard supported to be king, you can learn more about all of that at the Pirate History Podcast. What's something you learned in history class that you feel like wasn't the whole truth? Better yet, what's something you didn't learn at all that was omitted completely? That's what I like to call redacted history. My name is Andre White, the host of the Redacted History Podcast, the place where history's forgotten events, heroes, and villains get their story told, one episode at a time. The Redacted History Podcast. Real history never dies. Stream the Redacted History Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts.